Well, good morning, folks. Good morning, Stuart. Good on you, Matt. Um, Hank, would you be able to bring up that Bible reading, please? We're reading from Colossians chapter 3 today in the first four verses. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears then you will also appear with him in glory. So there's two areas in this passage of the human makeup that need to be addressed. One is to set our hearts and the other is to set our minds. find it quite interesting. Set your hearts on the things above And set your mind also on things above. And the two areas that control our lives is the heart and the mind. What a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So it depends what is in your heart and what you think about yourself what you think about life, what you think about others. And the things that we think come out of the heart. It's first the heart, then the mind, then the tongue. In this passage, and thanks Hank, In this passage, we see that Paul begins and ends with Christ. And so it should be in our lives. We should also begin and end with Christ. Each year, each month, and even every day, we should begin and end with Christ. We should make deliberate choices to include Christ into our life. I'm not saying just wake up and roll through the day as a Christian. But I'm saying wake up and make deliberate choices about how you are going to have Christ in your life. We should allow our general state of mind to always include Christ in all of our daily activities. If we have been raised with Christ, as this passage says that we have, and if we have our minds set on Christ, and if we have hidden ourselves in Christ, then Christ is your life. Christ is your life. We have died with Christ. We now live in and with Christ 
This is the basis, folks, for the meaning of life. Quite a few philosophers over the years and even centuries have asked the question, what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is to have ourselves hidden in Christ. Because without Christ, (laughs) there is no life. There really is no life. Turn the news on and show me a lifestyle without Christ that's good and wholesome. This is the core of the Christian life, that Christ is our life. We have died with Christ. We now live in and with Christ. And this, as I said before, is the basis for the meaning of life. When Christ was raised from the dead, we who believe were raised with Christ also. But what does this mean and what are the implications of that? What are the implications of being raised with Christ? We know the story. The tomb was found empty because Jesus actually cheated death. But in a different way to Lazarus. When Lazarus came out of the tomb, or out of the grave, out of the tomb, He just came back into his normal earthly body. But when Jesus came out of the tomb, he was in a different form altogether. Now, we're talking about a physical and a spiritual death. And it's the same with us. And upon our death, our bodies will be returned to the earth. But our spirit will go to be with God and at a later stage be raised with Christ. I think this is a really interesting kind of a uh, concept or thought that um, Adam was created from the dust of the earth, yeah? We read that. And so... When we die, our bodies return to dust from where we came. But Adam's spirit didn't come from the dust of the earth. It was actually breathed into him by God. And so it is when we die that, yeah, our bodies will go back to being dust but our spirit was not made from dust came from God and so our spirit will return to God unless you get hooked up with one third of the fallen angels and the devil and then your spirit will go to be with them but there's no one here going in that direction is there no I feel happy to be preaching to the converted. (laughs) 
So our salvation has been secured, which has benefits in this world and the next world. For so many people today, Jesus is just a means to heaven. And that's it. But there is so much more. The mystery of God in Christ is not just an escape from our earthly life. We are to embrace this earthly life for the process of transformation and renewal. It is this renewal that becomes a foundation for ministry. Renewal is like it's the change from old to new. That's what renewal is. From a life, um, let me call it a worldly life, and then we become born again and we have a new and different life. That's renewal. Renewal is like the story of the caterpillar. Um, The caterpillar as a life, right? He's just there like munching on the leaves and got a whole bunch of legs and all that. And then at a certain time, he becomes cocooned and later emerges as a butterfly. And the hope of glory is not in heaven, but the hope of glory, folks, is in the body of Christ. That's where our real hope should be, in the body of Christ. And then if we are in the body of Christ, then heaven becomes a foregone conclusion to become our eternal resting place. Did you know that we'll only be in heaven for one day? Just for one day. That's right. It's an eternal day. There's no, there's no night. It's just one big long day. And because there's no time in heaven, because it's eternal... There is some sad news. There'll be no more birthday chockies. <laughs> so make the most of it. <laughs> All right. But to be raised with Christ is to be renewed, to be changed on the inside, a complete change of life, a complete change of lifestyle, a change in our thinking, a change in our approach to life and being raised with Christ also speaks of our heavenly home yeah of our heavenly home uh, hang on where are we of our heavenly home being assured for us it's like accepting Christ is like Pre-booking your reservation. G'day, I'd like a table for two, please. Six o'clock. And then when you get to the restaurant, you see a table with your, your name written on it. 
I wonder if heaven will be like that. We'll die, we'll go up there, and we'll see a mansion with your name written on it. Whoa, I don't know. But we are seated right now in heavenly places. We're instructed here to set our minds on the things that are above and not on earthly things. And that, that's, that's pretty normal. We understand that even from a, a Sunday school age. We know that the, the world and all that the world offers really, you know, just doesn't cut the mustard when it comes to talking about eternal things. But this is what life is all about. To be or to set our minds on the things of above and not on earthly things. Christ is seated where? At the right hand of the Father. Or the right hand of God. And so we are to set our minds on Christ and the things of Christ. And what do, we, what do we know? How do we find information about the things of Christ? Right throughout the scriptures. Both the Old and the New Testament. In the heart of every person that receives Christ, there needs to be a mindset change of breaking away from our pre-Christian thought patterns and following biblical instruction. We cannot serve two masters. It just doesn't work that way. Christ must be the central focus and the foundation of our new life in him. If we attend church, but we don't make these changes to our life, then we've become foolish and we're in danger, ladies and gentlemen, of losing our salvation. And some... People say, once saved, always saved. Once your name's in the book, that's it. Live your life any way you want. Your Christianity is assured. Let me tell you, folks, it's not true. It's not true. And I disagree with that statement because we must make deliberate choices in maintaining our salvation. Why are we told to hold every thought captive? That means to think before the mouth opens. And that is why we're told to set our minds on Christ. Paul says that our life is hidden with Christ in God. And we need to seek life according to Christ's lordship. Not so much as a means to get closer to God, but because we're found in Christ in God who came to us. Yes, God came to us through Christ. God came to us through Christ. Galatians 2, 19 and 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. I, you know, I no not longer live, but Christ lives in me. And what I now and and what I now live in the flesh, I live in faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself over 
for me. And this statement smacks of John 3.16 where it says, Whosoever, whosoever believes. This not only goes for the individual who has a relationship with Christ, but it also goes for the complete body of Christ. All the body of believers. We are hidden with Christ in God. And to be hidden in Christ is to be in the body of Christ. But we, we are in Christ, but yet at the same time, Christ is in us. It's a very interesting equation. We are in Christ. We are seated in heavenly places. Our place is assured. But in all of that, Christ is also in us, in our hearts. We have the baptism and the filling or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit only directs to us the things of Christ. The Holy Spirit will never tell us anything outside of Scripture. Somebody said to me recently, there are no more prophets in the world. And I thought, that's an interesting statement. Because I know many people that can prophesy. How can we say there are no more prophets in the world? But what this person was actually saying, that there, is, there will be no new prophecies outside of what we see contained within Scripture. Because if there are, that means that Scripture is being added to. So any prophecy that we hear, since the Scriptures have been fulfilled, is a revelation that comes from within or from the basis of Scripture. But there'll be no new prophecies or no new words written or no new books or verses or chapters added to the Bible because the word of God is a complete work. The benefit of being hidden with Christ is that when Christ, our life is fulfilled in us, then we also will be completely fulfilled, folks, in glory. I don't fully understand the book of Revelation, but I do understand that at some stage that as believers we will see the city, the holy city, the new Jerusalem, we will see it come down. And the Bible gives some pretty clear measurements of that city. It's about as from Melbourne to Brisbane Square, approximately and the same in height. It's about 2,000 K square, cubed. Well, cubed or pyramid. That, that one's, the jury's still out on that one. But it's a big city. It's a big city. And we will see that come down out of heaven. And I don't know the purpose of that city, but I'm assuming it will be a place of worship for the saints where we'll see the streets of gold. 
Being hidden in Christ is about security. We look for security, don't we? We grow up and we find security in the family home. And then when we leave home, we go out and, you know, seek our fortune, get a job, get married, start our own family, and then we begin to provide security for others. We buy a home, we find security in a family home. And we look for security in occupation, finance, and so on. But being hidden in Christ is about security. And there can be no better sensation of being or feeling secure than to know that Christ lives within your heart. Our names are in the book. Our place in heaven has been made secure. And this is not just our own personal benefit but becomes the benefit of the Ecclesia. The Ecclesia is a Greek word for church, or where we get the word church from. It actually means those that have been called out of the world into Christ. They, we, are the Ecclesia. The Ecclesia are the called out ones, the ones that have been called out from the world into Christ, and no other name, or sorry, the other name, as I said, for the Ecclesia is the church. So, you've been called out. Have you responded to the call? Have you moved from your comfort zone and become hidden with Christ? About 25 years ago, I went on a... Uh, was called The Journey... I went on the journey and we went down to a large Melbourne church and we had to experience what it was to be like on the mission field to be a missionary. And so we went in and registered and then they said, you can go into this room here. And there's a big sign above the door that said, the comfort zone. It was like hot chocolate, marshmallows, Mr Bean was on the TV, like really comfy, just recliners, and I'm kicking back, having a few marshmallows and a hot chocolate. And next minute, <clears throat> I hear my name called over the loudspeaker. Stuart, God is calling you to leave the comfort zone. I go, wait, what? <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> no, not yet. But I had to go. I had to go. And we need to leave our comfort zones, folks. I spent six hours in that place and um, I really struggled to be a missionary. I met this guy who 
said he was my pastor and I asked him for some money to go to the mission field. He said, oh, he said, I'm sorry. He said, we need to paint the building and get carpets. We haven't got money to send you overseas. And then I had to argue a case and anyway, I got Monopoly money out of him. Hey, he's low, his wallet was loaded. I'm going, oh, come on. And um, then I got, we, we, we landed in a foreign country and, and um, these soldiers, these guys came with big, like they were toy guns, but big guns and dressed in army fatigues and put me in jail and then I had to use some of my money to bribe myself out of jail and ended up, we went upstairs into this room where everybody spoke Indonesian and here am I. I did take a language class, but I didn't even know what was going on. It was really tough. But we've been called out. Have you been called out? Are you ready to leave your comfort zone? Are you ready to leave your old lifestyle, to put it away and to be received, to have renewal, to have revival, to have restoration? Yeah, Christ is our life and our life is Christ. All of our thought processes, all of our actions should be done with the inclusion of Christ in our lives. When we received salvation, we accepted Christ into our life. And as a result, we became one with Christ and we, or we became identified, if you like, with Christ. Life without Christ is more like an existence without the guarantee. The guarantee of a heavenly existence. I want to wrap it up here, folks. It's not a long message today. But I'd like to challenge you to consider your walk with Christ and think about where you are right now. Now, this is July 2022. Where were you in your walk with God in July 2021? Last year, 12 months ago. Have you grown? Do you feel you've grown? You've matured as a Christian? Or do you feel you're just in the same place? Or do you feel even like you're backslidden? I think it's good to have a self-check every now and again. Have you grown in the last 12 months? Is your nature or your natural life being changed or being controlled by Christ? We are Australians. And most of us here have grown up in an Australian culture. But there's a few of us that haven't. Helen and Charianne have grown up in different cultures, in different countries. Maybe there's some people here from overseas that I'm not aware. Maybe some people have been born in England. or, But anyway, we've all grown up with a, a culture of wherever we come from. But when we take on Christ, I'm going to hold up a Bible. When we take on Christ, who is this book? You know, the flesh 
the word became flesh. This is Christ. This is Christ. And everything that Christ represents. So when we become Christians, we have a responsibility to leave our earthly culture behind. To leave our earthly culture behind and embrace a culture of Christ. Chris might remember, I preached this message in Cooper to a church full of Aboriginals. And I encouraged them to step out of their culture, to step out of their Aboriginal culture and to embrace Christ. But I'd give you the same challenge, to step out of your Australian culture, your Australian way of thinking and embrace a culture of Christ. This passage, the passage we read, Colossians 3, 1 to 4, this passage says that we have been raised with Christ. That we are to set our minds on Christ and our hearts and that we have been hidden with Christ. Verse 4 tells us that Christ is your life. Someone said to me once, get a life. So I did. I got a life with Christ. I encourage you to step out of your Aussie culture. Embrace a biblical culture and display Christ. <clears throat> Sorry. And display Christ, who is your life. Our culture is set a lot by Queen Elizabeth II. We're in her kingdom, but that's the earthly kingdom. We also belong to a spiritual kingdom, the kingdom of God. Embrace Christ with everything you have. Let's pray. (coughs) Heavenly Father, I thank you for these few verses in the book of Colossians. The challenges that have been set before us to have our mind, our heart and our mind set upon Christ. I pray, Lord, you'll help us with our everyday lifestyle. Lord, with the shopping and the doing of the dishes and the vacuuming and the chatting to friends and neighbours and someone over the fence or whatever it might be, that we might put selfish ambition aside and take on Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.